Hey podcast listeners, Stephanie here, and I wanted to give you a disclaimer that the audio for this week's podcast episode is a little off. You'll hear that I'm very, very loud and Kelly's very, very soft, and so we apologize, greatly, greatly apologize in advance for all the volume tuning you're probably going to have to do in order to listen to both of us. However, we did not want to leave you without a podcast episode this week, and so we're still putting it out. So again, we apologize for the technical difficulties difficulties and hope you still enjoyed this week's episode. Happy listening. Welcome to Bullships, where we use pop culture to initiate conversations, call out the myths portrayed in entertainment, and empower listeners with information to improve relationships. We're your hosts, Kelly and Stephanie. Hello. Hello and welcome to episode 27. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. 27 episodes. Look at us. Look at us. Yes. And um, this is our second Red Table Talk episode that we're going to do. Um, So the last one was um, Jordan. Jordan Woods. Yeah. It's like, who did we actually? Yeah. Oh it, yeah, Common is the newest one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was Jordan Woods. That's right. That's right. Um, which that one was a little bit about infidelity and stuff. Yeah. She is. She is. Um, I know. <laughs> um, but this this week's episode, we are um, talking about one of their most recent episodes, um, which is called Infidelity. Um, and they had the amazing, wonderful, so cool beautiful Esther Perel. Um, and you may you may know her from her other work, such as her podcast, yeah. um, which is Where Do We Begin, where she um, does a podcast of couples therapy sessions. And I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, those. Yeah. yeah. I'm cut up and I can't wait for season three to come out. <laughs> yes, they're so good. And yeah. I'm sure us as therapists. Um, it's so good. It's, it actually yeah. is pretty insightful sometimes. She does. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like one session and you're right. It can, I think it's, it's different for every couple though. Um, but I mean, also, I mean, even on this show, um, you know, she, there were people that messaged in or called in to talk to her and she gave them like, yeah. And I was like, wow. All right. You're right. That's great. You know? Um, but her insight is really amazing. Um, I think she is, yeah, just her delivery. And I mean, a lot of people listen to her and love her. And so, I mean, after you listen to our podcast, obviously, go listen to hers and see if you can gain any more insight on things going on. So, like I said, this is an episode specifically about infidelity and basically, you know, can a relationship survive after that? Um, And she, or they open up the episode really diving into um, the, um, the, the numbers about 
yes. infidelity. Which I yeah, it was really important. Um, before we talk about that, though, I wanted to just mention that this it's kind of interesting to me that Jada Pinkett Smith picked Esther Pearl to be on. I mean, she says why because she loves mm-hmm. her. Liver. It turns mm-hmm. out that Will has even gone to seek her yeah. um, advice through therapy. Yeah, and one of the things that has been in the news recently is her and Will's relationship mm-hmm. and the way that she answers questions. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what this deal is about everybody questioning if there's infidelity, like it's anybody's business. Yeah, I mean, unless somebody puts it out there, yeah, then why why go digging for something that's not there? Mm-hmm. And so, as far as I can tell, there's nothing to suggest that there is something mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. um, but yet they go dig for it. And so I was like asking myself, why? Why do people care about this? Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's in the way that Jada answers the question, have you ever been cheated on? Or maybe they've talked about their marriage. Mm-hmm. And after listening to us kind of talk about this episode today, I think you'll have a better understanding of why Jada answers the questions the way that she does. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it talks about it, that it, and, and other things that we'll kind of go into, but um, it just talks about a different view of looking at marriage that's not as mm-hmm. traditional. Mm-hmm. So kind of to go back to what you were saying, the um, rates of infidelity. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I just have so much I want to say about this. I just have one more thing. Yeah. At the beginning of the episode, it says infidelity in black and white. Mm-hmm. And like, which we know is like indicative of intensity mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. Maybe something a little scary, mm-hmm. something controversial. So it, it starts off the episode. Well, and I think movie. sometimes even just the color scheme yeah. of that when infidelity happens, you yeah. either choose this or yeah. you choose this exactly. too. That's how I kind of looked at that. Yeah. Like that yeah. I was thinking like, why is this affecting me? Mm-hmm. Like just the, the black and white mm-hmm. um, version of it. Why is it affecting me in the way that it is? And I think you're, you freaking nailed it. Mm-hmm. Is that if, if there's this misconception or there's idea that if somebody, if there is infidelity, it's either black or white. Of yeah. Decision. You and either go or yeah. you stay. Yep. And they go into, it's a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Just something I've been saying for years. I think yes. probably all therapists would agree with that. Yeah. Is that this is not a black or, black or white topic. Exactly. Um. So, to, so going into, they start out with saying everybody's been cheated on yeah. or everybody has cheated. And yeah. Statistics. Yeah. Well, more. Yeah. 50. Oh, I didn't write them down, but oh, good job. (laughs) 54% of women and 57% of men have admitted to infidelity. And we know that the rate of women admitting of cheating of cheating is lower because mm-hmm. of the shame involved in it. So mm-hmm. it might be a little bit higher, yeah. but we don't know the exact, the exact number of that. But if you think about it, I mean, unless you're in a um, same sex couple, you're, you're likely in this group, you know, mm-hmm. like you are in this group, yeah. like 54, 57. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't believe the admission mm-hmm. from Jada and her mom. Mm-hmm. Well, her mom did, her, I think her mom admitted to. She did b- both. both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. both admitted both. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I actually, when they asked that, I was sitting there and I was just like, you know, thinking about my past history and I was like, oh, I don't. No, I mean that I know of. I don't feel like any of my exes cheated, but, but according to the numbers, maybe I just wasn't told. <laughs> or I mean, but also, you know, what 
what does that mean too? You know, um, some people look at infidelity and it's just you have physical relations with somebody else. You know, someone it's you know for others it's you're talking regularly to somebody. Um, that that can be different. So I would also yeah want to know what they used for infidelity. So that is my questioning of the numbers. <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah, I liked how it really kind of opened up this dialogue of this is not a black or white situation. Yeah. Everybody has been faced with a decision. One of the things that Jada th- says that I thought was really good is that when she was cheated on, mm-hmm. she felt devastated. Mm-hmm. Of course, duh, mm-hmm. everybody would. Mm-hmm. But then when she was the cheater, mm-hmm. she felt even worse yeah. about mostly about herself. Yeah. And, and realized that cheating is not about the person in the relationship, it is about the person that's doing the cheating and mm-hmm. something they're going through and mm-hmm. something they're fighting and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And she uh, was, it was a big eye opener. For yeah. Her. That was uh, re- really cool. Cause that's, mm-hmm. that, that stuff's not easy to admit. Absolutely. No, their vulnerability is, is so great in order to be able to really dig deep in these conversations. I mean, like you said, it's, it's hard conversations to have, but um yeah, I mean, when people are vulnerable, you're able to really, I don't know, like be there with them and, you know, understand I, it a little well, bit better. And that's funny you said, too, because I, I was thinking, like, oh, my God, this is also bringing in the stuff of Brene Brown about yeah. she's able to be vulnerable, but it's not like it feels – it just feels like somebody talking about something that they went through. Exactly. Rather than, like, seeking out – I don't know. I mean, she's not – not that she was not seeking out support, but she just seemed – like, hey, I get it. I've mm-hmm. done my processing, and now here's my opportunity to share with you. Like, the same as easy as, as we thought it yep. was. We, you know, we all kind of thought it was. Yeah. Which kind of leads us into something that we pulled out of this is what even what even is marriage? Where did it come from? And the evolution has changed so drastically mm-hmm. over, I don't know, I, like, what would you say? Maybe 100 years? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's changed. Yeah. It's changed. It's, it's, <laughs> it's changed over time. It's changed over yeah. Time, and I don't yeah. Um, but we all have heard in our history classes, a lot of times marriage is, it, w- it used to be, excuse me, based on um, financial gain. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a contract. It was a contract. Yeah. And it had to do with, you know, you have this many cows and I have this many yeah. cows and let's make together and have yeah, cows yeah. and then we'll be rich. And exactly. So, you know, there was a contractual obligation to it. And over time, it's evolved into being more about love. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, these aren't bad things, but no. it's important to understand the evolution of mm-hmm. this so you can understand why infidelity feels like such a violation. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, we've known a lot of people have been in marriages way in the past where um, it wasn't that uncommon to mm-hmm. have partners mm-hmm. outside of your marriage. And so what, what our genius Esther Perel says is that um, love, when we brought love into marriage, then we brought sex to love, mm-hmm. and then we combine all that with happiness. Now it becomes, if you cheat on me, it's a betrayal of our whole life together. Mm-hmm. It took me like four times. To yeah. Like yeah. 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 We bring love into marriage, mm-hmm. and we combine sex to love, which mm-hmm. is another somewhat new concept. Yeah. I mean, sex has always been attached to love, but it also hasn't only mm-hmm. been you know, kind mm-hmm. of attached to that then we expect that stuff to make us happy. Mm-hmm. And when somebody screws up that one piece, all of a sudden our, our, our world is shattered. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. she basically says, is that, do we want to let this one piece shatter something that is much richer mm-hmm. than sex yeah. or this 
piece of yeah. relationship. Yeah. I think I would say ditto to what she says. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, it's true. Like you said, when it's just a contract and, you know, we're getting, you know, gains, you know, whether it is, you know, a roof over my head or whatever, you know, perhaps, like you said, easier to overlook, you know, if somebody goes out of the relationship, if, you know, all of these things are taken care of. But, but like you said, when now we're making more intentional choices as to, you know, who we want to be with, and we're expecting this person to fulfill all our needs emotionally, physically, mentally, and, um, and we have the expectation that if we're going to be together, that that means one partner for the rest of our life. You're right. Like it, it, it is a bigger betrayal to, yeah, the different aspects to the to the relationship. Um, so I like how she explained it. And even for somebody who I think knows this in the back of her head, like me, <laughs> um, it's really good just to hear it again, to be, to, to, I think, like you said, to understand the, the trajectory of marriage yeah. and to see how it has changed because then that also changes how we approach right. things. Yeah. And, and that's the, the thing that they talk about is you have to recognize it and mm-hmm. recognize the evolution, how it's progressed to what it is today. Cause all of these things are, are wrong. It's just how it, where it's become and having conversations mm-hmm. about it with your partner. So mm-hmm. there is a mutual understanding of what are we even getting into yeah. with this relationship? Exactly. Are we getting married for financial gain? Mm-hmm. Are we getting married to be monogamous for the rest of our lives? Mm-hmm. And those conversations are so scary to have mm-hmm. because, I mean, it feel it, it, it could feel like you might be putting the relationship at risk. Yeah. Actually, no, you're just trying to get on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think it's very, very common to also assume that your partner or whoever you're with has the same exact um, expectations as you do regarding a marriage. Um, I mean, obviously, the reason we we do the show as well is, you know, society and media, you know, pushes a... um, I wouldn't say an agenda, but like push it like the the social norms, you know, like like they tend to just um, want to, um, I don't know, uh, keep supporting. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't know how to describe that, but you know, and so I think that it's easy to assume like, oh yeah, everyone who gets married, you know, wants that, you know, monogamy. Um, whereas you may be not, and all you need, like you said, is a conversation about it and it can be okay. Too. One of the things that Jada, the word she says, and I don't know if it's an Esther Perel word or if it's something she came up with, but is this secret contract mm-hmm. that, that that she and Will had. So I'm going to put it in air quotes, if you can see me, I'm air quotes, <laughs> um, that the secret contract is kind of this idea of what are you going to do for me and what am I going to do for you? Mm-hmm. But if you don't ever really talk about what those things are, what's mm-hmm. in that contract, mm-hmm. you're really setting your partner and your marriage up for some difficult times. Absolutely. Have an understanding Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that was a little bit deeper when she was saying this, mm-hmm. uh, the secret contract it had uh, also has to do with like the emotional um expectation mm-hmm. that we get which i think is kind of what you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier is that marriage has become this thing where it's like all encompassing mm-hmm. you know they're supposed to be our best friend they're supposed mm-hmm. to be our financial support they're supposed mm-hmm. to be our perfect parent they're supposed to be our confidant that you know our, mm-hmm. our, our our guru mm-hmm. or our muse or whatever. That's yep. what she kind of was yeah. wealth out of her as. Yeah. And and it, is that really fair to have that sort of 
um, you know, quote unquote contract with somebody when you haven't even really discussed it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what's hard is that, you know, like, like I was saying, you know, it's something, it's, it's easy to assume that your partner wants the same thing or that you have to assume these roles because if you shake it up, it's going to shake up the relationship. Um, And for, you know, for some reason, you know, talking about these things just, doesn't come to mind or freaks yeah. people out or, well, you know, yeah. So one of the parts that, I mean, I just left the whole thing. Yeah. Y'all got to watch it because it's only 30 it minutes. It is only 30 and, minutes, and which is great. Yeah. Even better. Um, so the, yeah, it's on Facebook watch. I don't even know if you guys know oh, yeah, what that is, but. It's on Facebook watch, um, which is an interesting platform in itself yeah. because who knows, who, who knows about Facebook watch? Yeah. 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 But it's, it's so it's so good. And yeah, we have all my people that I freaking follow on Instagram and like obsessed with their lives. Yeah, and she interviews them. Yeah, love Jada's job. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, she one of the parts I really liked about what she was saying was holding herself accountable to this like obligation that she felt to be a certain kind of wife towards Will with the expectation that he would do kind of do the same for her. Like mm-hmm. I'll give you whatever you need to yes. be the best that you can be. Yeah. And in return, you give me the same, mm-hmm. whatever I need. Mm-hmm. And she had to realize that, oh wait, I have these, she, what did she say? Her issues with her father, mm-hmm. which I appreciated she didn't call her call daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of get like, I get kind of hurt when people say that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that, 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 that word kind of like hurts me for some reason. Um, but for her to say issues with my father and she was a hurt little girl looking for Will to kind of make those hurts feel better. Mm-hmm. And she called herself out and mm-hmm. said, that is not his job. Mm-hmm. I am a grown up now. Mm-hmm. I need to take responsibility mm-hmm. for the way that I feel mm-hmm. in regards to this and mm-hmm. quit putting this expectation on him. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yes. I was like, girl, you did your work. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so and, and it's so true. And and actually I know, you know, I was just saying, you know, I don't know why people don't think about having these conversations or that it's scary to have these conversations. And to be honest, exactly what she said is usually what what prevents us from having these conversations is that, you know, some story in our past has told us like if we rock the boat, if we change things, it's going to be devastating to this relationship. And so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And, you know, the byproduct of that is getting resentful or getting even more hurt and, um, you know, realizing that the relationship could change with just a conversation. Um, But, you know, I do think that there is that individual work of, what is it that I want? What is it that I need in this relationship? Actually having the conversation, not assuming that your partner just knows what they're, you know, what you need. Um, but being able to have clear intentional conversations, like, you know, we are getting to a time where I think if we're being very intentional in who we want to be with, we also have to be very intentional with, you know, our wants and, and these discussions. It's not as weird. It's, it's it's so important. It's yeah. so important to, yeah. to have these things. And, and, you know, to even kind of add to that with knowing what your needs are, for example, Jada had previously thought that she needed Will 
to, let's say, make her feel safe. Maybe something that you'd expect from a mm-hmm. parent to do for you. Mm-hmm. And so maybe her needs were, I want you to make me feel safe, but in more of a codependent type of way. Mm. Rather, so then the way that she expresses it is maybe comes across as needy or clingy, mm-hmm. or if I, I will never feel safe without you, mm-hmm. without realizing I have to provide my own sense of safety mm-hmm. about my about my heart and my soul. And I want you to support me in that process. I want you to encourage me. I want you to love me through mm-hmm. understanding myself better. Mm-hmm. So it, it because there's a shift in the you can still have the same needs as mm-hmm. long as your understanding of where they're coming from and the kind of support that you get from it. Yeah. And I think something they both realized in their marriage is that we're a little bit more codependent than than they thought. Mm-hmm. You know, because they mm-hmm. were what she said that they connected on their trauma mm-hmm. and which gosh I mean how mm-hmm. freaking true is something like that mm-hmm. so she's mm-hmm. um it was cool to hear and I think that that's why she comes across in the media as being a little bit oh my god I saw a um, headline about her yeah and it was like Will and Jada's marriage it's even freakier than you thought and I was like Dang. yeah <laughs> okay what's, what's about to come out here like I gotta read this yeah you know yeah in search of like some sort of freakiness yeah yeah it's just that she's vague Uh and she answers and I think it's because marriage is confusing confusing and vague yeah and and sometimes you can't your your definition of it might be different Mm -hmm. from the norm so she comes across as freaky yeah or or different and maybe and she probably knew that you know she knew that you know what makes us happy in our relationship may not be what works for other people and I'm not trying to make you know a you know, a, in quotation, freak show, you yeah. know, of, of our relationship. So I understand her vagueness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I makes sense. And, yeah. And it's really, and that's, I think what Esther would also agree with as well. Cause one of the things she says is like, we don't call our, our marriage a marriage. They call it just, what I don't even remember what she said, something along the lines of like a, a mutual decision to be committed to one another. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if that works for you, <laughs> yep. it's fine. Yep. I could do somebody in the media could be like, oh, well, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean that you can cheat? Yeah. That you can whatever? Yeah. Like, uh, no, it's just the definition they chose. For exactly. Wow. It's what works for what them. Exactly. It's not that freaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I mean, the other thing that she talked about um, was – um, you know, the, I, I believe she said something along the lines of – you know, everyone always wants to know if there was infidelity in the yes. marriage, but she was like, but there were even worse. There were other betrayals of the yes, heart. The other yes. Freaky yes. Right. There were other betrayals of the heart um, and how sometimes those are worse. So she talks about, you know, feeling abandoned, feeling disconnected, you know, from him. And those are very, very, very painful feelings, yeah. you know. Um, yes, you know, infidelity hurts, no doubt about it, but also, you know, feeling like your partner doesn't love you or doesn't understand you or is out to get you, you know, that that's very difficult to deal with in relationships. And so I'm glad that she talked about that as well, because, you know, that's definitely something that that can impact relationships. I thought that that was, I agree, like that was so, so I, I heard her say that in a quote on again, some sort of TMZ mm-hmm. news, whatever, all over my Instagram, that that quote came out and everybody speculated, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Does that mean he did cheat, but it was okay? Whatever, whatever people's speculations were about it. But she wasn't even talking about that. She mm-hmm. was just saying exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes there's things that happen in, in a relationship that aren't your partner going out on the relationship with another partner, mm-hmm. but instead 
they don't value, you know, maybe your, your professional goals, Mm -hmm. or maybe you come home from work and they just ignore you. Mm -hmm. Or so those, um, what did she call it? Infidelities of the heart. Oh, she said, uh, betrayals of the heart. Betrayals of the heart. Yeah. Um, that the betrayals of the heart are sometimes way more painful Mm -hmm. than something like an infidelity. And I was, Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't understand it at first after yeah. hearing her talk about it. That's why y'all need to watch it. Yeah. Um, she explained it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Those things are way more painful. Yeah. Than, absolutely. Than Which is another um, thing that they dispel in this is that infidelity, let's say, let's, for sake of our conversation, let's say infidelity is having sex with somebody, mm-hmm. um, that they, that is one piece of a person. That is one piece of a relationship. Although painful and you must work through it, does that take away from the fact that maybe they're a great listener or they're mm-hmm. a great parent mm-hmm. or they're a great support system? Mm-hmm. They um, share your faith with you. Mm-hmm. You know, different things that really make this person valuable in your life. And I think that when people are cheated on, they question, do I stick around with this person mm-hmm. because they cheated on me? but they're such a good dad, but mm-hmm. they're such a good friend, but mm-hmm. they, you know, we're on the same path financially, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And do you abandon a relationship mm-hmm. because of this one thing? And, yeah. and what Esther Perel is saying is, well, and I think a therapist would agree. You have to, you have to ask, you have to question that, mm-hmm. you know, don't just think because there's so much shame involved in cheating mm-hmm. that you necessarily need to abandon the relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I like how, you know, they did talk about and going back to what we were saying about the black or white, you know, it's not black or white. I I know that sometimes, you know, it's very easy to say, and I think we've talked about this on another podcast episode, but you know, when you're, when you're just imagining the situation happening, you know, it's very easy to be like, oh yeah, no, I am out. If somebody does that, you know, super disrespectful and out. But when you're in it, you're right. It's, it's a whirlwind of layers, um, you know, of, like you said, there's all these other amazing qualities and this is, you know, one aspect of it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just not as, you know, cut dry, dry cut. What is it? (laughs) One of those, one of those saying, yeah, cut and dry. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's true. Yeah. Um, and the, and something that was really cool too about I think we mentioned at the beginning of this this episode is that they interview people uh, at the end of the red table talk and you can see the variations of it and mm-hmm. you see that there's uh, I think one that decided no two two there's four calls mm-hmm. they had like four yes sessions. yes 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 two stayed two left. And you can see the difference between mm-hmm. the two. There was very clear-cut reasons on why somebody needed to leave. Yeah. Uh, but there were also clear-cut reasons. Not clear-cut. Maybe that's not the wrong way to put it. But there were also, um, and the other two that decided to stay, you can really understand why they did decide to stay. And the way that Esther explains it to them and to maybe the audience just totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice to see if you ever experience, if you have dealt with an infidelity and you did decide to stay, and you feel shame about that, mm-hmm. this would be a great opportunity mm-hmm. to see that it is more complicated. You know, exactly. And I think the my biggest takeaway from, which I don't have to share later on because this is my biggest takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, my yeah. takeaway, yeah, right? No, no, we still have so much to talk about. But I think the thing that really stood out the most to me um, was when Esther Perel said that most 
people don't want out of a relationship. They want changes in their role in the relationship. And when she said that, I was like, it's so true. You know, but but we assume that if we change our role, if we do something different, that it's going to impact the whole relationship. So um, that's, yeah, that's always, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. If I can can find it. So staying in a marriage is staying in a marriage versus staying in a role. Mm -hmm. I need to decide who I am and what I need in the play, quote unquote, play, Mm -hmm. the story that we call marriage. And do we need to change the story altogether? Mm -hmm. So really kind of identifying just because I have been in this role, like she was saying, I've been in this role Mm -hmm. of views Mm -hmm. for however many years. And the thing I love about this which I think is a good takeaway for me personally and just um, for a lot of people, you know, that either I work with or that are listening is that a lot of these realizations take time. Mm-hmm. And she was this, you know, quote unquote muse role and loved mm-hmm. him and loved, loved all, everything about it until it didn't work anymore, yeah. until the role shifted mm-hmm. and she realized, wait, I have my own needs. Yep. And then discussing that yeah. with her partner took her years mm-hmm. to even do because she had to find that brave yeah. in herself to do it. Yeah. Once they start talking about the shift in roles, then their story changed altogether. Mm-hmm. No longer are they in this marriage that maybe they thought they were in and, I don't know. That they thought they were stuck in. Oh, yeah, stuck yeah. In. And I think that yes. that's important to note that these role changes can hap- are going to happen throughout the marriage. Like you grow as an individual, the couple grows as an individual. You can have different dreams in the beginning, different dreams towards the middle, different dreams towards the end. And so you're, you're never stuck. I, well, what can make you stuck is, is if, um, well, number one, you don't talk about it, but also, you know, if one person doesn't want to change, if they, you know, came into the relationship thinking like, this is what it's going to be. And this is actually what I really want for the rest of my life. And you have a conversation that you're like, I'm actually not down to do that. And then it's, it's exploring whether being together is still the best thing, you know? And, and again, no fault out of everyone's you know, uh, no, no fault of anyone, but it's just your needs are different, you know, and realizing, okay, can can I still live a very happy, you know, life with this person, even if this stays as my role or, or no, and that's okay. I why there's been this like um, expectation that things are supposed to, if, either if you're within a marriage or maybe this, this idea you have about marriage, we change in all aspects of mm-hmm. our life anyways. Mm-hmm. Like and we should. We should yeah. grow. We should mature. Yeah. Why wouldn't there be that emphasis on the marriage and really under like not having why do we feel so afraid to kind of take these risks mm-hmm. in being um, more mature or more uh just I don't know, evolve yeah. as a person. Yeah. And and respect it rather yeah. than fear it. Yeah. You know? Fabulous. Yeah. Become Absolutely. I mean, I th- I think one of them is 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 like I was saying a little bit earlier of uh, per- perhaps our own stories that we have regarding speaking our truth. That if we say anything, um, we're going to wreck the boat. That we're going to. Um, you know, ruin this relationship or is this person still going to accept us if I want something different? I think, you know, sometimes our fears can get in the way of a potentially like 
kick-ass relationship that you want and you dream about. So I think that's a reason why um, that sometimes we we are scared to have these conversations. Of course, because it is. I mean, where this is, if you think about it and, you know, kind of, again, jumping on something that Brene Brown says, love is one of the most vulnerable emotions that we're going to have. And so being able to have these difficult conversations is just absolutely critical, as scary as it is, mm-hmm. to really evolve as a couple and get to know yourself and what your own needs are mm-hmm. in a place that you have your real support from your partner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I know we talked a little bit, well, I talked about my takeaway. <laughs> Um, which was, um, you know, changing the role rather than changing the relationship. What do you feel like is your your biggest takeaway? I don't know. <laughs> You're like everything. Everything yeah, Esther everything Perel says. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I don't know. I think I think I, the, my biggest takeaway is that I'm glad people are talking about mm-hmm. this and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, really giving people the space in something that has a lot of shame tied to it to realize that a lot of people go through it mm-hmm. um, and there's healing that can come from it and that none of us are immune to mm-hmm. this very you know quote unquote dirty word mm-hmm. and we just have to um, be brave enough to share you know what our feelings are mm-hmm. so I think so the whole thing yeah <laughs> basically the whole thing oh and my other takeaway is yeah you Oh yeah. She's so precious. And she, yeah, her outfit was super cute. I loved it. I loved it. So I I did want to, or we did want to try something new for the bullships meter portion, which is, um, what's maybe like an overall, um, relationship myth, you know, around this that is out there that, you know, based on what we talked about, we want to correct. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about one that cheating is black and white. Mm-hmm. So if you cheat, you're out. Mm-hmm. Or um, if, well, oh, I have three now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to take all yours. Um, one of them is that if somebody cheats, it's because something's wrong with their partner, mm-hmm. which we know is definitely not true. The person that cheats usually has to do with their own mm-hmm. stuff that mm-hmm. they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and the other one mm-hmm. that she talks about is um, this myth, it's not It's not always a myth, but for the most part, once a cheater, always a cheater, isn't necessarily a true statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so those, those are some, I was, I had one, and I think it just escaped my brain, and trying to think about it is probably not going to work out, so. <laughs> sure. They talk about it in the episode where she uh, was saying that sometimes if somebody cheats, it's because they are, they're, they're, they're not tapped into something that they need to explore within themselves. Like mm. Jada said something and they didn't go into it, but mm-hmm. she was like, well, Will has a very adventurous, what was she saying? No, she didn't say, she didn't say Will. She, she didn't said say Will. some, yeah. That's she said some, a partner may have a very adventurous, yeah. May have a very adventurous spirit and maybe want to explore mm-hmm. different sides of their sexuality or whatever mm-hmm. and then they go out and cheat or whatever. Yeah. And that's um that's okay if you talk about it though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay if you have like mm-hmm. this kind of exploratory view on sex, but make sure you talk about it. Yeah. Um there was one more too that they also talked about. Um I was like you've already gotten four girlfriend. <laughs> There are, there are, yeah, and and again, I think they do such a great job of. Um, oh, can I bring up another one? Yeah. Okay, so 
so sometimes when I talk with couples and I, I have been cheated on myself and it sucks, but I, something that I had had in the past, what I thought was a way of um, kind of quote unquote coping with it yeah. was just was wanting to hear like every detail of mm. the incident. I don't know why I thought that, mm-hmm. that was something mm-hmm. that was healing for me. Mm-hmm. I hear people ask all the time. I need to know the, the details. Mostly I, um, mostly women want to know the details. Mm-hmm. Men are more not wanting to know the details for some reason. And then like kind of using it as mm-hmm. punishment mm-hmm. for ever and ever and ever. And so there's like this misconception, I think, that whoever the cheater is, that they have to like constantly beg for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. really not that's not the case mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it, that needs to be navigated a little bit differently yeah it's not just like a, a, a shift in power dynamic yeah if yeah cheats. yeah no like you said we could probably do a whole episode oh, so on many. bullshit information <laughs> out there yeah you know? yeah so, absolutely yeah, yeah um but so yeah so that's the new the new segment yeah. um of this Switch yeah exactly with bullshit before everything we were doing was like Pretty realistic. <laughs> so low on the meter. Um, so now we just, like we said, wanted to just bring to light um, maybe some bullshit advice that's that's out there. So stay tuned for that. Um, and that's it. That's, that's it, it for, for this episode. Um, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Bullships, please head over to your podcast player to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Disclaimer, the information and resources contained in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to assess, diagnose, or treat any medical and or mental health condition. The use of this podcast does not imply nor establish any type of therapist-client relationship. Furthermore, the information obtained from this podcast should not be considered a substitute for a thorough medical and or mental health evaluation by an appropriately credentialed and licensed professional.